0: Want your boss to put some real action behind the rhetoric when they talk about making your workplace more inclusive? Find out how to hold their feet to the fire to demand diversity on the Diversity Dude Podcast.
1: My best friend since I was 12 years old um, works at Keller Williams in Houston, Texas. Ursula Ward and I have been friends since sixth grade. We are still BFFs. And um, she decided that she was going to homeschool her daughter. And I said, okay, well, how how are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to make sure uh, everybody eats and and keep the lights on? And she said, well, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to get my real estate license. um, And uh, I'm going to work for for Keller Williams. She looked at a a bunch of other um, real estate companies um, in, in the market and just decided that uh carola williams was family friendly um they worked with her they gave her a mentor um and and a place of belonging and she is thriving and doing so well um she's already um you know surpassed the salary that she made at the corporate job that she had and now she's recruiting other women women of color who like more flexibility in their schedules? Who want to leave uh, the corporate rat race? Who are um, not getting paid the value um, that they um, are worth in the jobs that they're in? And so I was like, "Wow, this is you know not even something that crossed my radar." But, you know, diversity and inclusion and and giving women, especially women of color, um, an opportunity to forge out a new path and a new career um, in their lives and for their families is um, something that Keller Williams does, apparently. And Julia Lachey Israel is the new head of inclusion and belonging um, for Keller Williams, helping um, its diversity efforts. And, you know, Julia, I have to say, girl. I have heard of diversity inclusion. This is my first time uh, hearing someone say that they are the head of inclusion and belonging. Uh, Welcome to the show. And what is that title all about? Hi, good morning. Thank you
0: so much for having me on here. Um, I know, right? I thought it would be better
1: than being the head of DEI. That's
0: so boring. And girl, that boring. is so 2008.
1: That is 2008. Every, girl, Hell, I'm the head of DEI. Everybody's the head of DEI at this point. Everybody's got a DEI title. I'm so damn tired of DEI, I could just pass out.
0: Oh, that is funny. Yeah, but so it's different when, uh, because I love your story about your friend, and I'd love to meet her. Um, the, being included is one thing. Being diverse is one thing. But when you go somewhere and you have a sense of belonging, that's a whole nother thing.
1: hmm so tell me what I'm the saying. difference. Yeah. Tell me what the difference is, because, I, I you know, that, that you're right. Um, you know, when you have diversity, that means you got somebody there when they're included. They're in the meetings. But girl, feeling like you belong somewhere is so very different. Talk to me about yes. that. Feeling yes. like you belong and making people feel like they belong. And ultimately, honestly, that is actually what
0: my role is. Um, it does entail some of the standard, typical DEI type of things. But moreover, we have over 800 offices throughout the country. And, uh, yes, we want to make sure that, that our agent's body looks diverse. Yes, we want to make sure that people are at the tables that they need to be at. But when we ask someone to come and be a real estate agent at our company and you walk through the doors of any of these offices – if you don't feel like you belong there, you won't stay. You know, and, not only won't you, if you, and if you don't stay, then you're not helping the community that's expecting you and needing you to help them. So it's, it's a very different thing to belong somewhere. Everybody wants to belong somewhere. Uh, so the intention of my role is, is really that and uh, teaching our leadership at all of our offices. We call them market centers at all of our market centers, how to make sure that when you're doing all of this recruiting of diverse people, that they actually feel like they belong there. That's been my experience with my office at Keller Williams in Uptown in Minneapolis. And uh, my, my my goal is to make sure that anybody, regardless of whatever walk of life they come from, race, gender, nationality, sexual orientation, understand that they belong somewhere. And, and, and ideally that would be obviously with us here at Keller Williams.
1: You know, and, and this is the thing, um, you know, and, and I'm sure you felt it too where um, you look around and there's nobody in the room who looks like you as an African-American right. woman. When you start um, going up and you want to achieve more and you want to do more and you want to have a greater or broader role and you spend your entire career sometimes as a black woman feeling like you don't belong. So when I saw that belonging was a part of your title, um, I, w- I wanted to put a pin and, and sit right there for just a minute because, you know, companies are saying, well, we can't, we, we hire, you know, uh, African-American women and we we hire African-American men and, and they bring their families and, and, and the, the wife and the children trail them, but then they don't stay. Well, Damn it they don't they never felt like they belonged. You know right. they they never met, you know you never made them feel like they were a part of the team. Yeah, you're on the team but you're not part of the team. You're a reserve. Sit over here. We'll call you if we need you you know if if the cameras come we'll, we'll bring you out we'll put you on the mask head, but you sit right over here until we call you off the bench. How can these companies looking at the structure, especially when we start talking about um, the great resignation and people leaving and, and folks having trouble hiring people and folks striking out on their own and starting their own business and doing their own things if these companies really want people especially from communities of color uh, lgtbq um, you know, people who have a, a disability, if they want those people to stay, how do they get them to do that and make them really feel like they belong? Um, that's a great question. And,
0: and measuring inclusion and belonging is, is hard to do. Uh, there are things that organizations can do to, to really ask them the First question is who might I be overlooking? Whose voice hasn't been heard? And, and when you and it's more than just doing a survey. You can put that because I've seen a lot of people put out surveys and then they get the results and they don't do anything about it. So it's, it's more than just saying um, it, it is a it's a difficult thing to measure if, if someone feels like they belong. Um, having that type of a culture isn't something that is built overnight and it definitely starts from the top down. Um, my personal experience, um, I, I'm, I live between um, Austin and Minneapolis. And uh when I go to my office in Minneapolis, I feel at home. I mean, I feel like I can kick my shoes off and, and I've always belonged there because they received me as I am. They accepted me. I never had to do that. You know, we have that conversation about code switching and things. I've never
1: mm-hmm. done that. I've oh no, I do don't code switch. No, no, They've no, no.
0: Whoever. Uh, and, and, and what I was. And, and so if, People can identify how to do that. And I think some of that comes with education. One of the things that we're doing across all of the KW offices are often two classes. One of them is about the history of of real estate. Um, We call it the color of real estate. And the other one is about unconscious bias. It's difficult for people to accept people as they are and make them feel like they belong if they have some form of bias that maybe they're not talking about, it's not been exposed, they don't want anybody to know. But it, it really does start from the leadership looking within themselves as to, okay, why do I have these whatever bias you may have? Because we all have them, right? We're human. Yeah. Everybody has them. yeah But really evaluating yourself, you know, and identifying as a leader at these organizations, uh, what, what about you, yourself, has prevented you from from receiving people as they are, you know? And um, when, when leaders start to be able to do that and identify what biases they have and challenge themselves, then they start challenging the people around them that, hey, it, there's really nothing wrong with her coming in here with her dreadlocks. Like, it really doesn't matter. She's still smart. You know, like <laughs> it doesn't right. matter if she comes in here with – one time I um, showed up at work and I cut all my hair off and I was wearing this little afro. And I went on this whole tangent about I'm not relaxing my hair no more to become whatever. But I went, they were just staring at me and they were like, okay. And we kept going with the meeting. they were like, whatever. We don't care if you have no hair at all. You're like, it doesn't
1: matter. But, but
0: that comes from the leadership.
1: Right. The because leadership let me tell has, you, when I yeah. shaved my head. Cause I, I've got a shaved head too. It was after that <laughs> fourth baby. He took all the hair follicles when he came out of the birth canal. He snatched all the front hair follicles right with him, and I could not grow my hair back. And so I was like, okay, these bangs are not gonna cover these bald spots. I, the I'm asking too much of these bangs. The bangs are like, look, girl, we're about to go on strike. We can't do it. And so I said, I'm going to go ahead and just shave my head, put a cute little part in there. Went down to Grooming House Barbershop in Rondo. Day -day hooked me up. I thought I was so fly. I thought I was cute. Girl, I stepped into that job at that TV station and they wanted to know what type of wig I needed and they started oh giving me oh yes honey see and, and you talk about it coming from the top they um yeah. they, they you know they 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 cornered me in in the dressing room and they wanted to know um what type of wig I wanted if I wanted something short if I wanted something long if I wanted to stick to my natural normal hair color or if I wanted to go lighter because it was um you know getting ready to be spring and I was like, "I can't believe we're having this conversation. This was a right. choice. There's a part in here i it's it's edged up. it's not like i'm you know I, I I lost my 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 hair and i'm I'm trying to I didn't come in here with a hat on. I came in here proudly groomed full of makeup to do my job, and y'all want to take me to the wig shop, really." Um, And and it was not accepted and and it became a big thing. And, and, you know, eventually I wind up um, not leaving that particular place. But how can management be accepting of cultures that they um, don't understand and haven't been exposed to? Well, and that's the first thing. Um, If you
0: don't understand it, go get some understanding. Right. There's a Bible verse about that. You need you know, you have to if you don't understand it, get yourself educated. Educate yourself, uh, take classes, because and, and again, that them making you do that with your hair, that comes from a bias. What made you think that that people would not receive you as the professional that you are based on the fact that you didn't have hair? Like that has nothing to do. So so people need to be educated on what bias is, why they have it, how to overcome it. Uh, and if you don't know about other cultures, get educated. I'll tell you. Even myself, as head of inclusion and belonging mm-hmm. for the world's largest real estate company, I scheduled a, a, a diverse. We have a social equity task force, and I scheduled a social equity task force meeting on Yom Kippur. Uh, it didn't. It didn't cross my mind, you know, because that's not my religion. Uh, mm-hmm. It did not cross my mind that 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 would have been an issue. And I received a um, kindly worded, strongly worded email uh, from some of our agents who were members of the Social Equity Task Force, um, and, and I and I corrected, I sent an email out, I apologize, I did not reference other religious calendars. I don't understand the Jewish faith in that way. And so you know what, I scheduled a task force, uh, I mean, a um, town hall, scheduled a town hall meeting. And, uh, and I said, one, I want to make sure that you get all the information that you didn't get, because we did have a meeting when it was your holiday. And two, clearly, I need to be educated. And right. And we had a whole town hall meeting about educating me, you know, as what, what do I need to know that I don't know? What do we need to be doing in our 800 offices that we're not doing for our Jewish brothers and sisters? Because I don't know, you know, it's Mm. actually not okay to not know, you know, if you don't know, you need to go find out. Uh, And if you don't understand the culture, you need to get educated about it and learn about it as a leader. It's not okay to be that ignorant. And it is, I mean, we all don't know. We don't know everything. We don't even know. We don't know sometimes, but when someone brings up, Hey, maybe you don't really understand the culture of black hair or maybe go learn about it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and you are, you are doing that. You are doing that. Julia Lachey Israel. She is the head of inclusion and belonging at Keller Williams. I thank you so much for being on the Corey helpless show. And I just sent my best friend, Ursula uh, Elmore, an email and said, you got to send a note to Julia or she's going to send a note to you. So y'all can connect.
0: Thank you. I look forward to meeting Ursula, and thank you so much for having me on your show today. It's been a pleasure. Tune in each week as Reg Clark shows you how to demand and implement diversity and inclusion at your job. To hear more, check out his previous shows on ShalettaMakesMeLaugh.com.
1: If you're like me, family is the most important thing in your life, but talking about finances with your family can be a challenge. This is a photo of me, my mom, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother. Every lesson I learned about putting money away for a rainy day, I learned from them. That's why I'm moderating an AARP panel on Tuesday, November 9th at 6.30 to talk about saving money for retirement no matter what stage you're in. So whether you're Gen Z, a millennial, Gen X, or a boomer, join me on November 9th. We'll have a panel of common folks like you and me. We'll work together so we can find solutions. To sign up for this free event, log on to aarp.org backslash mnevents. This event is sponsored by AARP Minnesota, Black Women's Wealth Alliance, Bridge Makers, and Youth Prize.